She tried to walk out. He grabbed her by the hair and had sex with her against her will. <laughs> On another date, he told her that if you tell the story... There was another one, date after that one? Yes! Yes! <laughs> yes! From the smallest room in New York City comes a show that gives you a reason to live. A newly married man was killed on his honeymoon when he crashed the car headfirst into a Suffolk County transit bus. Obviously a sensitive man. It usually takes at least five years of marriage before that looks like a good idea. After only a few days, he knew and took action. At the time of the accident, the Brooklyn couple were enjoying their honeymoon on Long Island. Hey, way to travel! Some people like to keep it simple. Uh, Jeremiah Grunblatt, 42, a 39-year-old wife, Ketura, on Route 23 in Greenfork. The couple had just gotten married Sunday. They were staying at the Silver Sands Motel. That's on the North Fork there. Ketura posted on Instagram, eating dinner overlooking the Long Island Sound. The water is so clear on this side of the island. You know, Jeremiah was an artist and a woodworker. He once documented on social media how he crafted a, a wooden jewelry box out of a log, which was given to him at age five by his father. And then I asked Katura Stickman to marry me, and she said yes. You don't find that funny. You're <laughs> <laughs> in America's largest city. Joining me now, Matt Moran. Thank you. Hey, Matt, you know, um, this uh, guy uh, got a log when he was five. Yeah. Um, did your dad ever give you a log? I never got a, I never got a log as a gift. Uh, I guess he said, someday I want you to carve a jewelry box yeah. out of this log. <laughs> when did this happen? 79, yeah. yeah. Logs were big then. Yeah. So wait, I wanted to ask you about the wrestling, though. Yeah. When you wrestled, how long ago was that? Uh, my last matches were uh, my senior year, spring break of 2012, like April, May 2012. Mm-hmm. And I was uh, travel. I was working on a traveling carnival through upstate New York. Of course you were. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and what sort of a carnival? I mean, um, it was it was uh, it was they had everything: magicians, uh, circus acts, uh, kid stuff, couple of rides, and so we would the good kind, yeah. the good kind of carnival. <laughs> And we would do two to three shows a day, and uh, we'd go up, we'd talk on the microphone back and forth, and then we'd have fans bet on who they thought was going to win. Mm-hmm. And then halfway through the match, the referee would come in and whisper to us what the least people bet on, and that's how we would end the match so we can make as much money as possible. <laughs> <laughs> it's the most carny story that well, you're, you're telling me the wrestling in carnivals is rigged? Yeah. No. <laughs> oh. That's too bad. Yeah, if you throw your money at a professional wrestling show on a carnival, you're probably not going to get your money back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's the of all the sports bets, that's the yeah. one to avoid. That's the one with the least integrity. Yeah. <laughs> carnival. Carnival professional wrestling. <laughs> Yeah, not associated with any alliance or anything. No uh, not that I know of. I don't. I don't remember any mafia involvements. Great. Oh, Just, but I, yeah, I mean, no professional like the uh, what do you call it? There's so many wrestling alliances and stuff. Oh yeah, no, this was just with the carnival. Uh, most of the companies that I worked with are out of business, like East Pennsylvania Wrestling. I haven't heard of since I left there. Mm-hmm. Um, Atlantic Coast Northeast Wrestling League. I remember because it was ACNE, so they could call themselves Acne Wrestling League. <laughs> <laughs> Is that intentional? Uh, I. I as far I mean I would assume they didn't do that by accident. Did you did you suffer uh, a lot of backney when you were? Uh... I <laughs> I didn't do steroids, but there were guys I knew who uh, did do steroids who did get backney from doing uh, different types of testosterone. Uh-huh. Um, early on, I was think I was a skinny skinny kid and really wanted to do it. Um, but my coach at the time said if I just spent like four or five years working out nonstop, I'd be 22, 23, and I'd be big enough. And he said if you have a reputation of being a guy who could pass a drug test, you'll get booked more. Hey. Even if it's, you know, you can fail a drug test for weed or cocaine, but it's still got a negative stigma to it. Yeah. And, and, it and your nuts won't shrivel up. Yes. Uh, if they were testing for Jack Daniels, I would have been in trouble. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
I guess so. Yeah, that it, it's still safer to drink Jack Daniels on the on a daily basis. Yeah, I would say I'm it's sure. safer to do most of those drugs than most of the stuff that happens on independent professional wrestling shows in the matches. Oh yeah, did you have to do anything that was physically like uh, I yeah don't know, dangerous to you? Yeah, I got still can't bend this pinky straight down because of a ladder match that <laughs> I was in Vermont. Now what's a ladder match? Uh, they hang the championship uh, from the ceiling, and there are ladders around the ring, and the winner is the one who puts sets up the ladder and climbs up and retrieves the championship yes, i've seen that and i got my finger caught in between the ladder at one point uh by accident oh. and it was like about an inch and a half out of place in the middle of the match and uh got it put back into place but never had surgery on it so it still got a little bit of a not bend in it when you say accident you mean um not not the not something that was set up for the show right no i was not it was not set up for me to break my pinky <laughs> we didn't like, previously oh plan that <laughs> no i went to open i went to pick up the ladder and my foot was on the top part of it so it snapped back down at the bottom onto my finger that was still in it <laughs> oh Jesus, that sounds painful. And uh, and the worst part is when something happens in a pro wrestling match that isn't supposed to happen, uh, you don't want to let everyone know that you just fucked up, so you got to kind of, like, had the guy then, like, did a move where he threw my hand under the ladder, so then it looked like it happened from the move he did and not from me being an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> but then you can't go, no, I really am hurt. Yeah, I, I had a match where I had a fracture in my foot and the guy uh, did a move to my knee, so it made it look like if I was limping, it was because of what he did to my knee and not because of the guy falling on my foot by accident. Accident. Wow, you guys are really looking out for each other. Yeah, I mean, you got the you can only. It's similar to improv, where one person makes the other one look good. If a guy hits me with a move that isn't really hitting me, it's up to me to make it look like he's really hitting me. Mm, you have to yes and their shitty move. Pretty much, yeah. I'm yes anding suplexes and body slams. Going, wow, I hate this guy. He's always giving the worst suplexes. <laughs> Oh man, yeah. that's, I I'm, see. Yeah, I've, I've done the improv. I've done. Yeah, it's yeah. it's it, it, it is difficult. You know, sometimes. Yeah, yeah. and I, the difference in improv and pro wrestling would be that if you don't make the other guy look good, they'll just hit you for real, and then you just have no choice in making it look like he hit you. <laughs> yeah, and that never happens in improv. Yeah, they don't just say, "Hey, make my joke look good," and then punch him. <laughs> yeah. Did you take improv? Um, I never took any classes, but it's uh, when I was in college and I started doing stand-up, I joined the Sketch Comedy Club, and we did a couple of improv uh-huh. things here and there, but never, like, full-on improv classes or anything. You never played Zip, Zap, Zop? Uh, I don't believe so. I feel yeah. like I would have remembered playing a game called <laughs> Zip, Zap, Zop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it, it's not important, really, but um, it's... Uh, when I think about uh, uh, professional wrestling, I think about the wrestlers that I grew up with. That and you're going to say, I think about Zip Zap Zop. No, I don't. <laughs> no, I don't think of Zip Zap Zop ever. Yeah. In fact, I was in the elevator the other day with Zip Zap Zop. Yeah. And <laughs> I was very blunt with that improv game. <laughs> I remember when I was a, like, I don't know, 10 years old, maybe 11. Yeah. And. Um, there were wrestlers down south who, I mean, they were, it was Georgia Championship Wrestling. Okay. NWA, yeah. I guess, was yeah. the, and um, wrestlers then looked like, they didn't, you know, now they're, like you said. Much with, muscular. They're muscular. Sleek. Adonis, yeah. yeah, shaved down. And I guess that started with, like, the Hulk Hogan era, stuff like that. But, like, the wrestlers that I watched looked like my dad. Yeah. Just <laughs> a guy with a gut. And uh, they look more like a stepdad than a dad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like Ole Anderson. Yes. Ole Anderson. Have you ever seen any recent videos of Ole Anderson? I can't believe there are recent videos. There's videos of him on YouTube, like 70 years old. And he's the, it's hilarious. Cause he's so cranky and bitter. And you hear him talk about how Hulk Hogan is the worst wrestler ever. <laughs> and how Ric Flair and Hulk Hogan could never draw any fans. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. It's the funniest. It's the, watching old grumpy pro wrestlers and Ole Anderson I think is the oldest and grumpiest I've seen on YouTube and he's so old glad interviews. that I pulled that name out of my ass. Yeah, he's uh yeah, 
Is Lars Anderson still around? Um, I haven't seen anything of him. Uh, any of those interviews? There's like a kind of like an online fan base that watch. They call them shoot interviews. Where they get old pro wrestlers mm-hmm. to. Then the shoot is the term that wrestlers use for like uh, being out of character. Oh. And so you get these interviews with them where they talk about the behind the scenes stuff that happened and their opinion. And a lot of times it's just them shit talking other wrestlers. What else would they say? Pretty much, it's just like this old guy who's saying how this other old guy. 30 years ago made him look bad in a match and fucked his girl or something like that. I mean, I would be glued to that. Yeah, that they, is. You know, like, one time junkyard dog, you yeah. know, he was a cokehead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or yeah, it was just, like just them telling stories about, uh, I, didn't, I remember hearing a story where Iron Sheik fails a drug test because he took cocaine and uh, Vince McMahon informs him he failed the drug test and he says, did junkyard dog fail or did honky tonk man fail? Did Roddy Piper fail? And he goes, no. And he goes, well, they were with me. <laughs> <laughs> you need to retest yeah. <laughs> just like but I mean an uh, Iranian accent which would be funnier if I could do <laughs> thank you for you know if you acknowledge that you don't do the accent well yeah. and not doing it it's yes. such a great it's such a great move yeah <laughs> it really is it's you know, a courtesy I remember, I, I to, yeah. <laughs> do you remember the fabulous Freebirds yes yeah. that uh, Michael Hayes Michael was Hayes, Terry one, Gordy yeah. yeah Michael Hayes was a guy who I looked at uh, when I got into wrestling I was like which guys can I feel like I can do something they did Michael Hayes was a guy who was always Always good on the microphone mm-hmm. and his wrestling ability. I was never really crazy athletic in any sport I played, but I felt like I could just talk shit. Yeah. And Michael Hayes, <laughs> that's kind of what Michael Hayes was. He was just this long, blonde, long haired guy, hairy chest, who came out into like a rock star and just talked a lot of shit. Yeah, he was <laughs> he was officially part, he was, you know, just one of them, and but yeah. he was the mouthpiece. He wasn't the manager or something. And, and what I didn't know, I didn't know that you could do that as a tag team. Yeah. You can be a three person tag team yeah. and go against a two person tag team. Yeah. And he would never come into the match. Because what's he going to do? Yeah, but they were all. There's a team doing that now. Uh, the similar thing. They're called the New Day, and uh, they have the same thing. Third guy who's out on the ring apron, and they call it the Freebird Rule now. After the Freebirds, where you can have three guys in a team, and they're the free all bird the, rule. the Freebird Rule. <laughs> they're all the tag team champions, but it's only two of them ever wrestling. <laughs> oh my Christ! Now were uh, were the Andersons really brothers? Um, I don't believe so. I don't know about them specifically, but I would not put it past professional wrestling to say two guys are brothers when they're not actually brothers. Sure, yeah. <laughs> it would be weird if they were. Yeah. There was, that's, there was, um... You talk your brother into going into wrestling yeah, with you or something. Yeah, there's the Hardy Boys. Uh, when you found, when I found out they were actually brothers, that's weirded me out more than finding out the Dudley Boys aren't brothers. One black guy and one white guy, <laughs> and they come from Dudleyville. <laughs> the Dudley Brothers. <laughs> yeah. And they're and it's like, of course, they're not brothers. And most of the brother teams, you're like, they're not really brothers. And then you find out one is, and it's like, oh, that's that's different. Yeah, that's <laughs> uh, hmm, truth. Uh, the uh, ones I remember, Mr. Wrestling uh, number two. Uh, you remember Mr. Wrestling number two? Yes, the Mr. A- Wrestling number two. Atomic knee lift or something like that? Uh, the atomic drop, I think, oh, okay. it was. Yeah. Um, uh, getting unmasked yeah. was always such a big deal. Yeah, it's Go still. Christ, if this crowd discovers my identity, yeah, it's over for me. <laughs> <laughs> Who could they be that it would matter? Yeah, that's. I know they still do in Mexico. It's still really big because ha- most of their wrestlers all wear masks, and the idea of like losing your mask is. A, there's. I've heard stories of wrestlers who were so into their character that they would not take their mask off in the locker room around the other wrestlers. Also. Oh boy. <laughs> That's uh, that's a creep. Yeah. That's, that's a full-on creep. Well, you know, but people could photograph you, and then you'd be screwed. It's like if you are some sort of closet wrestler. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, I, do, I don't know many stories of guys. I feel like today, if you're wrestling, you don't have a double life doing something else. <laughs> Mm. Although I do know George the Animal Steel was a high school gym teacher in Michigan when he wasn't in WWE, which is a scary thing if you know George the Animal Steel to imagine him as your gym teacher. <laughs> yeah, I've heard of him, but I mean, what of him? I mean, he he, he goes back, though, yeah, like way was, back, right? Um, yeah, 70s, 80s, uh-huh. and uh, yeah, big, uh, bald guy, giant, hairy back, like, <laughs> just... Would like, but that sounds b- like my gym teacher. Yeah, he would bite the turnbuckle off in the <laughs> ring and just like spit it out at his opponent. <laughs> if you can bite a turnbuckle off, yeah, you you don't need you win. That's yeah, it. <laughs> I mean, I, I I surrender or forfeit. Yeah, 
Uh, I, when I went one time, I saw the fabulous Freebirds. Yeah. They were wrestling, and uh, Dusty Rhodes was there one time when I went, a different one. I was in Chattanooga. I went one time in Rome, though, and I yeah. saw uh, Maniac Mark Lewin was on the bill. Oh, wow. That's, Do you remember him? I don't know oh. him well, but the name I recognize the name. Mm. Wow. <laughs> yeah, he did a barking thing, you know, yeah. where he would just uh, kind of like, he kept hitting his head with his uh, palms, like kind of like that, you know, with the, and he would just like, hey! <laughs> like and, and he would like uh, spit, you know. Yeah. And he had a manager who'd come out and kind of like set him loose on yeah. people. And he walked within a few feet of me, and it was terrifying. Yeah, you know, for a kid, yeah, the, the maniac, definitely. Yeah, <laughs> he that... felt differently about mental illness back then. I think. Yeah, that's. It was a the, <laughs> the stigma just had a comedic quality to it. Yeah, I feel, if you watch most professional wrestling from the eighties, you're going to see a lot of mental illness. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, some very stereotypical, uh, not racist shit, but like pack song would come yeah. out and do a karate chop you yeah know, it's like uh, it was supposed to be yeah there's a guy in the 90s named yokozuna who was a big samoan guy who they just thought looked japanese so they named him yokozuna and gave him a sumo wrestler character <laughs> and his manager was a guy named mr fuji who would throw salt in his opponent's eyes oh christ <laughs> sneaky yes. oh those they're sneaky <laughs> those sneaky japanese those chaps are sneaky <laughs> that's what that is uh, abdul with a butcher oh man <laughs> Abdul the Butcher was my era. Yeah. And he had a bald head, and it was fucked up, though. It was man. all cut up, yeah. Yeah. He from, uh, yeah, a lot of times uh, when wrestlers bleed in the ring, what they'll do is they'll hide, like, a little, like, small, like, inch-long blade and just, like, do a little cut on their forehead mm. um, because you don't have to go that deep to get blood, and your forehead draws a lot of blood. When you're sweating, it'll look really crazy, but uh, by the look of Abdul the Butcher's forehead, he looks like he'd been doing maybe more than an inch-long blade yeah. <laughs> or maybe cutting deeper than than he should have for many years. Well, he's a butcher. You yes, know. he's a- <laughs> can't hold a butcher back. They gotta follow their their muse. You, know, you need to stay you. in character, even if it's on your own forehead. <laughs> Not a lot of foresight, though. Yeah. A nursing student claims in a new federal lawsuit that she was sexually assaulted by the NYPD detective investigating her existing sexual assault case. Wow, her self-esteem must be through the roof. <laughs> You can thank the NYPD for that. Namely, 31-year-old detective Lucas Swarzewski. It happened out west, Seattle. Swarzewski and Lieutenant Adam Lamboy, 44, flew to Seattle. After the detective interviewed the complainant, the three adults went out drinking to Patty Coins and then the Cha-Cha House. If you if you don't want to get sexually assaulted, don't go to the Cha-Cha House. <laughs> Cops bought her shots of whiskey. She says. Then they went on a ten. They were on a ten-hour pub, pub crawl. <laughs> a pub crawl to me always sounds like a bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> she says they flirted with her using lines like "You're my favorite victim." <laughs> <laughs> well, I bet she's lost that title now. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about biting the hand that compliments you. You know. <laughs> I think it. Uh, I, I guess it worked out somewhat because the young nursing student uh, fed that line. Who had gotten drunk, she decided to uh, sleep on the detective's bed back in his room. And in the morning, Detective Swarzewski and the student watched TV together in bed. He asked if he could put his arm around her. All the news stories, they make sure... This is in the morning. Yeah. I want to stop right here, okay. Um... So this is after she already slept in his bed, woke up in the morning, and then she was sexually assaulted. Yes. <laughs> a delayed gratification. Yeah. That's, maybe he wasn't her favorite victim. It was just a victim he kind of liked and had to sleep on it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, to talk about a favorite victim, like, even sober, yeah. even hungover. You know, I don't have to be drunk to be with you. Why? Um, and, and, and then this is even better. He asked if he could put his arm around her. <laughs> Like, I mean, uh, that's uh, he's going for the affirmative consent, right? Yeah, he's... News for Mandy Statmiller's in the room. Is that what that is? Affirm- is that affirmative consent? Enthusiastic consent? Enthusiastic consent. Okay, yeah. So she has to be well, like... Well, I mean, enthusiastic consent, you're going to need that before you fuck her. Enthusiastic consent. Not, not, not with the uh, putting the arm around. Well, you need, yeah, just regular consent's good for that. Yeah, well, I mean... No consent? In, 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 you don't need consent saying, to put your arm around a girl. Well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting. What's the policy on holding hands? <laughs> I mean, in the world that we live in now, yeah. I would I would advise any man to get enthusiastic consent on yeah. anything, just yeah. to cover their bases. Eye contact. 
Eye contact? Yeah, and consent. Consent for eye contact? For eye contact. <laughs> yeah, I think that's... <laughs> yeah, the day is coming. That's what I'm saying. The day is coming when well, you're going to need people, consent to get eye contact. People do use the term... Um, that's first base. People, Yeah, people use the term like uh, eye rape or eye fuck. Yeah, that's going to be real. I mean, I, nobody likes my theories about this, and I, and I really should just keep them to myself. But I, I really do think that like all this is leading to... When you have like a, you know you need a certain kind of uh, first of all consent period you know yeah. is something that you didn't need thousands of years ago yeah and mm. now you do which is fine I'm, I think that's I think that's a good development. It's a strong stance you're taking there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I'm I mean, pro you're, consent. You're you're, you're 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 talking about the when you say you think that's a good development. I mean. You obviously well anyway whatever I won't worry about. I always worry about like making sure that you don't appear like a maniac. But no, I mean uh, how how I mean what better what more can I say that I think should I say that it is an actual an imperative development? (laughs) Well, that would that that would you would definitely be able to score some feminist pussy if you did that. Let me let me just score some points with the feminist movement and say I do think consent (laughs) is important. Uh, and that it is uh, a natural part of life, even almost. Could you could you also add that you think that um, baby it's cold outside contributes to rape culture? I think that it's almost like a rape anthem. <laughs> <laughs> baby, it's cold outside. <laughs> because uh, yeah, because when I saw it, it was a guy who had a dick puppet, <laughs> and it was from the perspective of the dick. <laughs> Uh, I like that the uh, pickup line for a feminist now is, hey, I, I'm okay with consent. <laughs> I, I think consent is a good thing. Yeah, I mean, uh, but I think that what what's required, what, what you need consent for is expanding yeah. at all times. Um, like, like you know, we yeah. said, you know, the, the, the arm, arm around her, that sounds funny, but you would need consent for that, for sure. You couldn't just get into bed. She's in your room, and you can't just go over and put your arm around her. What oh, if- they didn't fuck? No. no Not yet. Like, no. This, well, that's- what if when he put his arm around you, he said, you're my favorite victim? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I mean, I'm super fucked up, but I think that's, like, the hottest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> But yeah. that's, I'm not a good test yeah. case for that. Well, you know, you are my favorite victim. <laughs> God, it's working. But no, they didn't have sex that night. Oh, okay. It was sl- the next morning. He slept on the couch. She slept in the bed. Oh, she okay. was only there because she'd had too much to drink. Mm-hmm. And so um, they get up the next day. And Wh- then while had- all meeting with the detectives to talk about her pending rape case. Yes. That's, yeah. that's... Yeah. Once that's out of the way, let's yeah. go drink. Yeah. But they're like, so how did this rape happen? Well, I went out drinking with these two guys, and I had something kind of similar happen with um, when I was at the New York Post, and someone was suing the Post for uh, creating a sexually hostile workplace, and I ended up hooking up with the lawyer who was the one who was investigating that. Oh my God, yeah, because it's just perverse enough. Well, yeah, I mean, that's just like, yeah, it's setting the groundwork for, yeah. Right, like, it's like blowing somebody in HR. Uh, no, I think it's a little less um, when are you gonna tur- When are you going to return to your life in the carnival? <laughs> <laughs> Mandy Statmiller. Yeah. Uh, you, I tell you. Carney whore. That's the name of my newscast. <laughs> yeah. Carney whore. Carney whore. I've known a, I've known a, a, I've known a couple newscast. of Carney whores. <laughs> I like your newscast. My newscast. I've known a couple of Carney whores. <laughs> uh-huh. Do they have, now, how many of them had teeth? Um. Well, actually, the name for Carney whore, we would call them the lot lizards. They were the girls that would hang out in the parking lot. Um, oh, you see, now I some of them had more trucker. Some of, yeah. Yeah. yeah, some of them had uh, more tattoos on their arms than they had teeth in their mouth. Yes. Oh, boy. That's now that's a lady. Uh, who, uh, <laughs> she's she's put on this earth for a purpose. Yeah. And it is to suck dicks at carnivals. Yeah. Did you ever hook up with a lot lizard? Um, not I think one you of know the, the answer to that. No, no, not a lot. I did on meet, the way here. He hooked up with a lot. Of <laughs> <laughs> it's like if you want to know what Matt Moran one, looks like, just one, think North Florida. Yeah, <laughs> no, I did hook up with a girl who worked on a carnival as a entertainer. She was a sword swallower, which uh, is an interesting girl to hook up with. Oh yeah, no gag reflex. I'm assuming. No, of course not. That that would be disappointing if there was one. <laughs> well, unless you wanted to puke all over your balls. Yeah, <laughs> then it would be real disappointing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
Matt Moran. You look like you, you should be in a Captain D's in Valdosta. Yeah. <laughs> I did have, I did a roast and someone once said um, about me that I must have just once been pile driven at the end of a sentence. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> Uh, did you did you have to endure the pile driver? Um, no, I never took Carnival. a pile driver. Mo- pile driver is a pretty dangerous move. That's one that if there's a inch of mess of messing up, that's a broken neck. So a lot of guys didn't do that, and the people, I mean, there were the people who would do it were the more experienced veterans, if anyone. And I just never worked with the guy who did it. Yeah, never went that deep. Nope. Not. Did you ever have to endure uh, like a like a sleeper hold? Or yeah. Like a, yeah. Oh yeah. Sleeper holds. Um. But most wrestling moves I have taken. And do you actually go to sleep for that? Uh, no. It's better to be awake when you're performing. Oh, okay. So so nobody is. Uh... No. Well, I have. I've done MMA training and I've been choked out before, so I know the feeling of passing out from a chokehold. Oh sure, but it was not like you were counting sheep or something. That's real. No, it was uh, just waking up and being like, "What happened? Where am I?" I remember the last thing was that we locked up and then not knowing what happened and them telling me they put me in a chokehold and I passed out. And this MMA, you said? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know you were into that. Yeah, I did. Um. Uh. Well, I started doing judo when I was uh like. 9, 10 years old did some amateur wrestling and in college there was a mixed martial arts club Mm -hmm. and I would train that while doing pro wrestling on the weekends because in pro wrestling you're pretending to do moves and in mixed martial arts you're learning how to do them for real and from when you were watching wrestling in the 80s you probably saw times where guys were in a chokehold and they're making movements with their mouth and their hands are out everywhere and that's not what you really look like when you're in a chokehold yeah and in today's day and age where you can see real fights happening i wanted to make my fake fights look like real fights so i wanted to learn how to do the moves for real also and learn what it's like to really be choked out so i would know how to act like i was getting choked out better Man. Method acting. Yeah, you really displayed a level of commitment there yeah. to the craft. <laughs> the people beating the sexual assault drum and, and the rape drum and the rape culture drum the most are the feminists, I think, you know, obviously. And I, I would say the wrestling community, but sure. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, wrestling community is big on rape culture. It's about a tie. Okay? Yeah. yeah. Uh, they, you, they have concerns, but <laughs> they. And, but here's what I don't understand. And, and, the, and all the news stories say that they plied her with booze, that they bought her drinks, they gave her shots. Why is it? Press, I can see, would say it that way because that makes it sound like you need a clear victim. You know what I mean? It's not like two people got out and got drunk, and then when they went back, some weird shit happens. Who knows? So I say, what's your feeling about that? Uh, Well, I mean, I think that it's contextual. So I think that, you know, obviously that guy is a fucking moron to be taking a victim out and doing a pub crawl so i mean contextually yeah he did he did ply her i mean was she the one responsible for putting it in her mouth yeah but i mean just uh, if it was a regular date i i would um I would feel your outrage that um, it's taking away the woman's agency. Like, what the fuck? She can't decide if she wants to drink or not. But it's kind of like going out with your gym teacher and him buying you drinks, even if both of you are above age. Wait, my gym (laughs) teacher? I'm just saying, I'm saying any kind of, any kind of a inappropriate authority figure. He, he, he was, he was, that, that's a very vulnerable and, um, and uh, warped power dynamic. He's, you mean because he, he's a police officer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, and and also, also but, obviously, I I just think, fucking dumbass. What are you doing? Thinking that? I mean, this girl. What is? What the fuck does she look like? Is she just the hottest chick? That's why I say. Yeah. And what was she wearing? I think. That's <laughs> what <you're> really <laughs> um. But yeah. But I th- I think that just in this in this context, because he's a police officer investigating. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was. They should have been doing the entire investigation not in a bar, um, and not plying her with drinks. I I, I can understand why they use you'd that. You'd think for you'd think for her also if she's just been raped and she's going through this case, and then the detectives come, she's got to feel like, oh, thank God these guys are here, and she's probably going to go along with like whatever they would say as their investigation, just because she's in such a vulnerable place that it's like, yeah, let's go out to this bar and talk about it. I feel like she's. I think that you should, they flew all the way out to Seattle. The least she can do is show them a good time. Yeah. <laughs> well, I just don't think that's so crazy. I mean, like, I, look, I, let's be real. 
she's not afraid of these officers. She's not feeling bullied by these officers. Uh, she's fully aware that she doesn't have to go out with them in order to get them to investigate her case. She liked them and was enjoying their company and went out with them and got hammered. And as far as all that goes, up until there's a time where there's some kind of a sexual assault that somebody is like not wanting, there's really not anything wrong with it. However, as far as their police regulations and stuff, I'm sure they don't encourage them or allow them to go out drinking yeah, that's... with victims and stuff like that. But Everything is wrong about this. Oh, everything is wrong about yeah. it, sure. But not on the level of like um, where, where I, I think she felt that there was some sort of expectation that she should have to do this. I've had conversations with you about sometimes women having issues with, uh, you know, boundaries and wanting to kind of please men. And I think that um, that's a very common thing amongst women. And I mean, that's about the most exploitive thing you can do. Like boundary issues can go both ways. Yeah, but I mean, the, the, and clearly the, they the, do. The most important thing in this situation is the the power and the and the status differential. The guy who's the cop is the one who's in control. That's why I said the gym teacher thing. That's what. Yeah. I mean, anytime you're. What's the deal with your gym teacher? Why did your gym saying, teacher have just, this power dynamic over you? Okay, you guys. I was raped by my gym teacher, <laughs> and I just want to come out with it here. No, I, I just mean any kind of teacher. I had gym teacher on the brain because we were talking about it before. You are my favorite victim. Stop. I like that you said all up until the sexual assault, it was all above board. That's pretty much the case with any crime. Like up until the murder, he didn't do anything wrong. Like, well, yeah. <laughs> Sure. I mean, this is obviously a part of it because it leads to it. And, yeah. And uh, it's, it's, I think drinking now, when you go out drinking with somebody and then you go back, you should just stop. Don't do it. You, people of the opposite well, sex. Well, he didn't. He waited until the morning. He did. <laughs> and that's still not good enough. Yeah. May I put my arm around you? Don't go out drinking with a victim of sexual assault who you're there to investigate. You're there. That's like the doctor doing your rape kit and being like, hey, would you want to go out and do shots sometime? That's a better example wait, than wait, the... You're, you're saying that's not okay to do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's not okay. I just think that sometimes you meet people in unexpected ways. Yeah. <laughs> this cop, I'm telling you, fell in love with this girl. He fell in love with this girl. Yeah, and, um, you know, so you set that aside and you, you know, work it out later. She's That's not going to get unraped. It's not going to happen. <laughs> There's a time and a place to, you know, pursue. If he really fell in love with her, then you Well, he'd done the interview that, already. You know, the work for the day was done. Right, and you don't take the person out drinking. That's not... It, it's not fucking being a police officer investigating sexual assault is a little bit different than Tinder. You know what I mean? <laughs> Slightly. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, Jesus Christ. This guy didn't even get laid. And it's and, and, and he didn't have... Well, what the, was it? Let's it, talk about what he did. I mean, yeah. I guess that should be said. Uh, he puts his arm... He asks if he can put his arm around her. You know, they watch TV together. He kisses her. This I guess is all in the morning? Out. Yeah, all in the morning when they're hungover. And yeah. then he, he it says he told her he wanted to kiss her. She says that after that, he spent 30 minutes trying to touch her inappropriately. I don't... I don't know how I feel about that. Wait, I think that it? I think the range of what that could yeah, be. Yeah, that could be a lot of that could be a lot of not so bad and a lot of really bad. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's so vague. Can or I touch he, your yeah. pussy? No. Well, it sounds to me like it was like a He's trying a to shady, just go for it. A shady no. uh, you know, leg rub where it starts out appropriate and then it gets if it had been consensual, hotter and hotter as it goes, you know. So but it was so, not. so a leg rub is okay from cop to victim. Uh, no, of course not. Of course not. Of course not. I think we're already into bad territory, which... So it's degrees of it's inappropriate. Slutty, whatever. So, it sounds so like a, like they're making out and he keeps trying to reach oh, somewhere. Oh, he's, trying, he's trying to hit second base. Yeah. yeah and she's going like, mm, no. no. Yeah. Here's, here's what it is. Is like, if you are, say, you know, a 15-year-old girl with like um, a 22-year-old a, a dude, no matter how much you are if you are cock teasing off the charts you still can't fuck her you know what I mean and like that's the same thing with this case you know what I mean I don't care I don't care what kind of if it was the most romantic love connection in the history of, of time it's just you don't 
motherfucker. You know what? I agree. She she probably was cock teasing him. <laughs> I think you're right. I think you're absolutely right. Yeah. No. I mean, I would. I would. I. I certainly wouldn't. Um. I mean, that happens all the time. But it's it's completely irrelevant. You know what I mean? Can I just say that like even that stance right there yeah. makes me like you so much. <laughs> I, well, I mean, I think I think I think other like feminists would agree with that. But it's just it, it's it's irrelevant. You know what I mean? But they wouldn't say it. When, yeah. 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 That she that a rape victim would be cock teasing the detectives that are there to solve her case. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I don't think a lot of feminists would say that. Yeah, actually. I don't think so. I think that might be. You understand what I'm saying. I it's think just... it's completely. I think you're completely accurate, yeah. and I and I couldn't agree with you more. Yeah. I think if the guy was smart about his career and his job, yeah. which I think is his primary problem, yeah. that you are seriously endangering your entire life. Yeah. And career, Same thing if like a te- male teacher has a female student that really wants to fuck him. It's still not. Yeah, you're still going to lose your job if you go yeah. and do it. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And it's also just it's also just not the right thing to do because yeah. you're exploiting. A vastly, I mean, I keep saying power differential, but do you guys understand what I'm no, saying? No, I think it's only wrong because you'll that. get. I think it's only wrong because yeah. you'll get fired. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's, and, and yeah, I think that's the problem because exploiting a power differential is all that happens in this world. And exploring, right, but there are certain power differentials which should be which should be sacred, and you should be protecting the you know much lower status one, like a fucking you know toddler and a pedophile like you fucking protect the toddler you know what i mean like well yeah that's... so this woman's mentality is out of a toddler and in this no, case we're saying the all. toddler really wants to sleep with the pedophile <laughs> cock teaser <laughs> and he got what was coming to him <laughs> she didn't get raped either time by the way there was no penetration at all just him trying to get into her pants for 30 minutes after that he goes back to new york city and he stays in touch he calls every day they talk and text every single day just the fact that he is a married father too Ugh, oh that's what a fucking moron. oh man i mean this guy is just really as dumb as they get so this know? woman moved to new york city uh, and then the sexual assault happens moves to seattle reports the sexual assault from seattle so the cops have to fly out there and then she goes back to the hotel room of the cop uh, of the nypd <laughs> and then reports him for sexual assault i guess you could say her new york uh, experience wasn't the best no. <laughs> you know she wants three million dollars do you think she deserves three million dollars? I've never been able to. Anytime I hear cases like it, this, just in they, terms. Well, yeah. well, well, well. What was the first sexual assault? It just says uh, the woman mentioned in the suit that she was sexually assaulted by a quote social acquaintance in a Manhattan apartment on Jan- in January 2013. She reported it six months later oh. after returning to her hometown of Seattle. I always find it weird with these type of cases where they have like paying for damage. Like, how do you put a pr- like that was a six figure rape, not a million dollar rape? How damaged is your <laughs> Depends there on how are big emotional the co- consequences. Yeah. I mean, I've spent. I mean, like, how do you put a price? On, how do you put yeah. a price on that? Thanks for making it real. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, we thought it was just based on how big the cock was that was fucked com- the vagina. I was completely serious. Yeah. <laughs> she got an upset stomach. She yeah. had to buy some Maalox. If it was a black guy, there's more payment for damages than oh, if they- it was an Asian guy. <laughs> well, Asian guys uh, don't rape, though. Right. Neither, neither do black guys. No one does. <laughs> There's no such thing as rape. Right. We'll be right back. <laughs> I think that um, uh, it's a lot of money, uh, and and I, I, you know, the lawsuit uh, described that as a self-serving effort when he would call, saying that he was just trying to maintain good relations to friend keep her check. from doing anything. Yeah. Yeah, but and a daily friend check for months. Sure, of course, yeah. He did tell her that it couldn't leave the room. You know, like, hey, whatever we did here can't leave the room. Yeah, and that's always, that's always, uh, I mean, this guy, I'm sorry, but it's just like, what does he think? She's his, like, 12-year-old stepdaughter? You know what I mean? Like, Uh, He just wants her to keep her mouth shut, is I think what he means. (laughs) Yeah, because he he knows what he did was not above board. Well, he knows it's also going to damage her case. It's going to damage her credibility in the oh, case. Oh, so he was thinking he's of doing, her by yeah. saying that. That's what he's he doing, told her. He's doing this to protect her. Oh, that makes it. That makes me just despise him if no. that if that's what he told her. Oh, oh that's what it took. No, no. no I, I just, I, I, re- I really, I really hate uh, psychological manipulation like that. Well, you know, it's not unheard of for these cops to do this kind of thing because in Queens, a couple sued for $15 million after the wife met Officer Harold Avalos for drinks uh, in a bar behind her husband's back. 
Uh, Avalos met the couple when he responded to a 911 call to their home in Woodside, and when the husband wanted the wife removed uh, from the home, he, you know, he was the guy who showed up. I guess it was like a, a big domestic dispute, and he was like, get this bitch out of here. So Avalos shows up, and he was sympathetic to the wife. He's like, what are you doing with this guy? The two <laughs> remained in touch. In November, he asked her to meet him in a motel room. Oh. Hot sheets. He tried to kiss her, but she pushed him away. Who would have thought that investigating abuse cases is the way to pick up chicks? Well, <laughs> so find the ones that, you know, had a, like, you know, that, and two continued to talk and text. By December, she accepted when he asked her out for her birthday. Mm. And then the two met at a local bar for her birthday, had some drinks, went back to the Boulevard Motor Inn, hot, hot sheets. sheets. When she woke up in the room with Avalos, uh, he told her, uh, yes, of course they'd had sex. <laughs> <laughs> What are you talking about? You were there for it. You know? <laughs> she became hysterical. She says he told her that she needed to shut up. And then he said he had videos and photos of her and that he'd be happy to post those <laughs> if she just didn't chill. Oh, my she God. She said that she didn't tell anyone about this because she was deeply ashamed, embarrassed, and scared, <laughs> which uh, I, I'm, I'm in full support of. A lot of people are telling people to come forward these days. I'm yeah. saying, you know what? Just stay shamed. Listen to just, that shame. Yeah. <laughs> I want you to listen to those feelings telling you, like, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I should shut up in this motel room. Oh, oh, and they, they still stayed in touch. She said that she was hoping to convince him to delete the evidence. <laughs> so she agreed to go to a, to a motel oh, room geez. because she said that uh, he'd delete the photos if she showed up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll delete them in the hotel room together. And right. then he picked her up in a Lamborghini. <laughs> And that's what she said. I didn't know what to do. Sounds like she hasn't known what to do this whole story. He said that she uh, tried to walk out. He grabbed her by the hair and had sex with her against her will. <laughs> On another date, he told her that if you tell the story... There was another wife, date after that one? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. How long? I mean, yeah, well, she, but he's got those photos. Yeah, he's got the photos. Grabs her hair and fucks her against her blackmailing will. Blackmailing her with these photos. She yeah. has to keep dating him, I guess. Yeah. Uh, on another date, he all because of that shame. It's funny that went right by me. You know? Yeah. He told her that if you tell this to anyone, I know where you live. You have a mother, a sister, and you have kids. I always carry a gun, and I will kill everyone and kill myself. That's terrifying. Before I get arrested, That's you terrifying. don't know how crazy I am. <laughs> if you were, if you were a woman, wouldn't you be terrified? This makes the detective from the last story seem like a perfect gentleman. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> this is where you get into real criminality. Yeah. You know. I mean, uh, that's obviously a, that's a like, psychopath. He is a psychopath. He's yeah. making threats. He's he's grabbing her by the hair. He's you know he probably he didn't ask first. Like, may I grab you by the hair? <laughs> You're my favorite victim because <laughs> you keep dating me. I feel like in order to properly form an opinion on this case, we need to see the pictures and videos. <laughs> mm -hmm. Afraid of what uh, he might do to her family, the woman initially did not tell authorities the truth about Avalos, but uh, she eventually told police about the rape on the advice of her lawyer, October 2013. However, the Queen's District Attorney's Office reviewed the case and decided not to prosecute which Avalos lawyer says, quote, speaks volumes. <laughs> so I, you never know exactly what they're reporting or anything, but yeah. the I, I think the cop is doing something uh, that is uh, at least untoward here. Yeah. Even does, if he didn't manage to get charged with rape. Doesn't sound completely above board. Yeah, the, uh, <laughs> the, uh, the Seattle thing, I guess we'll see how that lawsuit goes. I'm sure it'll be a settlement. Yeah, it's all, I mean, once you hear all the stuff that happened and then they didn't prosecute, then it's like, so how much of that did happen? Or is it just all alleged and made well, up? You know, or? Yeah, you see them talking about how difficult it is. is it, just, it has nothing to do with whether or not someone was victimized. Is it, is it made up? There's obviously, you know, uh, a it, lot of... Uh, untruths and shades of gray yeah, you know, just made up that has to do with can you win the case you yeah know? so I suppose but yeah. how do you not win the case if all that stuff you listed happened oh, yeah. <laughs> like, no, I mean it's kind of baffling yeah, yeah there, a lot there, of time there, had gone by as well yeah. and and as much as like you know people try to emphasize like it's hey sometimes people don't come forward right away sometimes people come forward later it doesn't mean it's not true it'd probably be a good idea to do it sooner rather than later. Would you agree? And the News shame, yeah. the shame thing, the, uh, the fact that she would go through with all this and continue going back to her abuser, just so pictures and videos of her wouldn't go online. Yeah. That, you're going to go and fuck somebody to yeah. avoid. Did you uh, hear don't this? Fuck? Did yeah, you hear of this? Of course you guys are, uh, come on, man. Did you hear this? Yeah, that's understandable. 
Really? Yes. You would no. rather have sex with someone you don't want to have sex. You Who has be previously sex? Not, not for me, but I can certainly understand some fucked up chick. Like, did you hear the story being... about the hockey player Yarmir Yager? Had this like eighteen year old girl had a one night stand with him and threatened, like said, "Give me this money or I'll post the picture of us in bed together." Yama Yager. Yarmir Yager. That's it. One more time. Yarmir Yager. <laughs> You're saying, and it's all spelled. With, it's all spelled with J's and no Y's. Also, <laughs> it's a very European hockey player name. <laughs> okay, and, and you say that he uh, had he did the same thing. Black well, no, an eighteen-year-old girl who had an affair had a one-night stand with him threatened to post the picture up if he didn't pay her a certain amount of money, and he just responds like, "Yeah, go ahead." So she puts the picture up of the two in bed, and no one cared, and it just the story just went away. This like forty-four-year-old hockey player just got a picture of him online in bed with an eighteen-year-old girl, and no one did anything about it. Yeah, you know, these days you see so much nudity and so much weird shit. If he posted that stuff, you know, like yeah. If, you could put something. This woman is a whore. dot com. Yeah, like, nobody's gonna go to it. Yeah, pretty. I, I don't. Somebody. What if ready made virality? You know what I mean. But the thing is, he's saying, "Look, I don't want you talking about this rape, or else I'll post these pictures of the rape." Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the guy's bluffing. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I just think that I have empathy for her. Okay, if that did happen, I have empathy. I feel like I'd much rather have a naked picture of me on the internet than getting raped by someone. Like, going back to the rapist. Where do you get a load of this, man? (laughs) Matt Moran. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) The Indians called it uh, Ten Canis. The first Europeans named it Great Barrent Island. Now, you might call it Psychopath Island. (laughs) I'm talking, of course, about Ward's Island. Uh, are you? You're obviously aware. You're, you're yes. a lifetime New Yorker. Yes. Grew up in Queens. Where in Queens? Uh, Bayside. Bayside is. Bayside are... is. If you look at the subway map in the top right corner, there's a service note that covers Bayside. Okay. <laughs> Between Manhattan, Queens, and the Bronx, two islands connected by construction waste, like conjoined twins, just like conjoined twins. Both islands are pure evil. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, uh, they, they've long been designated, as you know, Islands of the Undesirables. Uh, how long has this been going on? In 1776, a smallpox quarantine set up on Ward's Island by George fucking Washington. <laughs> it goes back a ways. Around the middle of the 19th century, the city bought both islands, which were once privately owned. And in the 19th century, the island housed the following things. An orphanage an almshouse, a potter's field, an idiot asylum. <laughs> That's the true name, which I know it sounds funny, but they call, you know, like what they called it that? What was like idiot. a hospital for fucking dipshits yeah. taken? Yeah, idiot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's correct. Yeah, yeah of idiot course. used to be like yeah, the way we use the word retard that's so politically incorrect now. Mm-hmm. Idiot was the term that was like went out of style where they started using retard to be nicer than idiot. Yeah, it's very interesting how they how the terms change. Yeah, because you look at it and they start medical, and then when everybody learns them, yeah, it suddenly becomes unacceptable. There's still like House of the Retarded that you'll see a lot of places for people with people with mental disabilities, and you're but, talking about the McDonald's playground, right? yes, <laughs> or most of the professional wrestling shows that I was on. That also sounds like the next hit Netflix series: House of Lies, House of Cards, <laughs> House of the Retarded. <laughs> Mostly just a lot of arguing about cake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, it, but but it was and it, we've discussed this before. These scientific names they they become colloquial and then they're not polite anymore. But then I thought it had something to do with the abstraction bias that exists, and I think that's really what it might be. There's like an insistence on anti-reality. Yeah. Like the terms. Okay, you were saying moron is what? That's I took the note. Fifty-one to sixty-nine IQ wise. Yeah. And uh, I'm I'm about, I'm above that by like four points. <laughs> imbeciles had an IQ, which is the, imbeciles an underused <coughs> word these days. Yeah, it's the one. It's, we've I don't think it's used. About. I don't think it's used enough. Yeah, because <laughs> I think a lot of people qualify. Yes, twenty six to fifty. That's that middle range. Uh, that's really twenty six to fifty is middle range IQ for you. <laughs> well, it's it's not the lowest of the low, and it's not like borderline not retarded. I thought like under seventy was mentally retarded for that's, IQ. That's what I mean, like middle range of retarded. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought you meant just middle there's range no, overall. Well, there's three levels of retarded. And, yeah, and it might be 
you know what? It might be middle range. I think it's where if the U.S. government and business and and organized religion could put everybody in an IQ range, that's yeah. where it would be. <laughs> and they would say, like, we have a few exceptional people, you know, that can drive. I think people in organized religion and U.S. government represent all three levels of mentally retarded. <laughs> <laughs> yes, good point. Yeah. <laughs> I think they want you just smart enough to, to dig a hole. Yeah. You know, and a trench and a grave. And it's just if you can work a shovel then that's, that's better for them, you know, because then they can do anything they want. You know, education uh, is not the same as it once was because they want to tell you about Christopher Columbus or something, but they don't teach you what your rights are. Wouldn't it be great if they taught you what your rights are when you're in high school? <laughs> they don't teach you that. What if they taught you how to make money? What if they taught you that? What if they taught you how to have a successful relationship? What if they covered that instead of... <laughs> Your penis goes in here, and then there's a yeah, okay, you know, dissecting a cat. I've never made. When any, am I going to do that? I've never made any money with my knowledge of parabolas. Yeah, a leaf collection that really was fucking uh, handy. Leaf collection. You did a leaf collection. Yes. Mm-hmm. I, I still have mine. I think. You still have. Wait, come here a second. You still have <laughs> your leaf collection. Well, mine was like um kind of California shrubbery, but yeah, I stayed up all night and um taped it, and so it's lasted over the years. Wow. I used all these little bits of tape to, and then I identified them and I wrote in very small marker what they were and what kind of um <laughs> a thing it was. You know what? You should rent that every year to a student. And then have them return it to you. That's hilarious. Yeah, I absolutely should. Get that A over and over yeah. again. Yeah. What, here's, here's my theory about yeah. these terms and why they change them. Because, like, uh, I think reality demands a gentle, medical, kind of polite term. I mean, that's the truth is. They're just stupid. Yeah. They're stupid morons. Yes. That's not incorrect. Uh, but it's impolite. We're never told why. You ever try to get an answer out of somebody like that? Like, why is it? Why can't I just yeah, call them stupid? They're, yeah. And well, they do that self-evident thing. Like, really? Yeah. Like, really, I, I'm not going to dignify that. Yeah, you know. I mean, yeah, do you have a good the, reason? No. What happens is, I think people end up using the terms to demean people, and then they end up thinking that the reason it's happening is because of the word and not the person being an asshole. But I don't, think, but I don't <laughs> think that they hurl that term at people that are actual. It's. I think it's that you spread it out onto normal people. If you call them a moron, yeah, then somehow that levels up other morons or something. To there's there's sort of an aversion to reality you know yeah slightly codified it makes it seem like a medical problem so that you can just put them somewhere where they can get the help they need the custodial room they don't have to feel bad about it (laughs) or you just boss them around or whatever also it it keeps anyone who's kind of pretty stupid from figuring it out that they're being treated differently right because if they're retarded and they figure out you're treating them differently they're going to become upset (laughs) and so not necessarily the special olympics yeah. Oh, because they. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. They know they're being treated specially. Yeah, but if they're somebody. Like, Yay. Right, but if we just said the reason we're treating you differently <laughs> is because you're stupid. Mm-hmm. The, fu- the fucking stupid Olympics. The fucking stupid Olympics. <laughs> <laughs> the stupid Olympics. Or just every event has a different. The retarded pole vault and the. Uh, <laughs> the yeah, the dipshit the Im- shot put. <laughs> The imbecile track and field. <laughs> uh, yeah, the jackass fifty yard dash. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, if if it, that's why they have it in terms. Keep them. They do it to like fool them into being malleable. Yeah. <laughs> Instead, so they don't have to respect their rights. Yeah. I, I just I'm not a hundred percent sold on that. That all of them. I mean, are you imagining just this like violent retard uprising? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and it's sweet. It's sweet. That would be the thing. I want to see a war between the 26 to 50 and the 50 to 75. <laughs> They'll band together to a certain point. Yeah. You know, though, uh, they won't band together past a certain point. That's the thing. Like, if you were, like, say, you know, these, like, in the idiot asylum. Yeah. Because idiot is 0 to 25. Right. These are the stupidest people on earth who are extremely low functioning. I mean, people whose names don't have consonants. <laughs> and if they do, they're all in a row. And they can't. <laughs> I mean, if, you're, if you're in that, if you're in that low intellect, then you probably don't have some of the basic capacities. You're just like kind of, you know, walking around in a bag of shit and drool and, and bagging groceries at the supermarket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I. I, I, I I, there's a huge difference because you're not dealing with a lot of points. You know what I mean? Like Weight Watchers. Your, your, <laughs> your IQ, mental level, right? Yes. 
Right. And my IQ is around 78. It doesn't make that big of a difference. We can all get through the day. Yeah. We're all going to brush our teeth at some point. But when you're a 25 IQ mm-hmm. and you're an idiot, you're a very high level idiot mm-hmm. and a zero, yeah. you're in the same building with zeros. Yeah, that's <laughs> you're begging for that one more classification. Like, come on, give me like 15 to 25. Yeah. yeah. I, love 25. The, I love the idea of the like smart idiots looking down on the dumb idiots. Like, Look, I can walk. Yeah. <laughs> The way that I figured out I was uh, Mensa level was by looking at my SAT scores is that that's one way you can qualify for Mensa. Oh, really? You had really high SAT scores? Yeah. But But still, the, the point remains, you know, I mean, like a zero, somebody who has just no cognitive ability, literally the same as a chair. <laughs> What's that like? What's Why that let like? something like that live? <laughs> Come on. If you if you had a little if you had a little retard baby, would you just suffocate it with a pillow? Are you that heartless? Oh, I mean, evidently you haven't heard my second album. <laughs> <laughs> it's called "If I Had a Retard Baby, I Would Suffocate It" because I'm that harmless. Harmless. I'm that harmless. <laughs> heartless. <laughs> Here's how harmless I am. <laughs> I'm so harmless. I just kill babies. <laughs> Kill retarded, retarded ones, babies. Yes, I, I think that uh, I think that you know, uh, retarded or special or whatever you want to say. I think that a lot of times, you know, those uh, people can teach us all. I mean, why should my dad live? You know what I mean? Like he was. Is your dad a retarded? Baby? Is your dad a zero? <laughs> no, my dad. My dad, as I like to bring into every conversation, was um, shot twice in the face, so he has a head injury and um but, but he, he was robbing a store for christ's sake what do you expect you he know? was in vietnam yeah he was robbing vietnam. a store in vietnam <laughs> during the vietnam war yeah that was prime time to rob stores in vietnam yeah he was in case on pulling off a caper no but i mean like you know uh his nurse when they were operating on him said they had never seen someone so badly injured um, that that lived, and they could have just been like, fuck this guy, and killed him, you know? Yeah, I think there's a big difference between I someone know. who has served his country, been shot in the face, and somebody who has the same intellectual abilities as a beanbag well, chair. Well, because here's the thing, is it's, it's a slippery slope um, that gets into um, fascist, Aryan, you know, who deserves to live, who doesn't, um, and... I think there's a lot of slope before we get to Nazi. Yeah. No, I think that's, I think that's opening the door if you start killing, It's uh, people with the IQ from 0 to 25 and then Jews. (laughs) (laughs) I'm saying, I'm saying that, um, everyone has, you know, a right to, to life, and, I mean, I also believe in a right to death if you want to die you should be able to you know yeah, they, but... should, they should just ask him like blink once if you <laughs> want to live if you've been sexually assaulted then please report it and never feel ashamed of that it's not your fault and How also related to being retarded n- not doesn't pertain to you personally oh it wasn't about your sats <laughs> it's like listen i'm gonna get her to mention her sats yeah <laughs> <laughs> So this, this, you have an asylum for idiots, and you go, how did that come about that they have an asylum for idiots? Because it's for the care of mentally feeble people. It's also to prevent us from having to deal with them. And, and we don't want we can't be saving lives constantly. You know, it's just we couldn't do that. And so, like, uh, it's a lot of pressure out here too. If you're profoundly stupid, so it's not best for anyone. At some point, they must have had a conversation, like a town meeting, or like, what are we going to do about this idiot problem? <laughs> Any ideas? All right. Um, Let's see. Why don't we put them all in a place? Yes. <laughs> that isn't here. <laughs> yes, that's all I've got. Okay, all in favor? And that's the idea. It's the not in my backyard phenomenon. Not even on, in my burrow. Not, not even not on, on the same landmass. Land yeah, we need it. Because we're like, what island. if they find their way back? <laughs> but you're right, just to be safe. So that's the story of the idiots. Uh, there's also there uh, a house of the house of refuge. Have you ever heard of that? No, I have not. Well, uh, here's what it, it says, and this is from the the uh, entry that I read about it. It says, in reality, it was anything but. With actual criminals and street urchins by the by the hundreds, both groups were largely comprised of Irish teenage boys. <laughs> the children spent four hours a day in religious and secular classes, six and a half hours caning chairs and <laughs> making shoes for outside contractors. They put them to work 
Children who misbehaved were hung up by their thumbs. In 1887, business Jesus. finally forced the state to stop using a house of refuge inmates as workers because the streets of New York were already flooded with cheap immigrant labor. Say <laughs> <laughs> so we got enough kids to we could make some child labor. Yeah, can, There's plenty of kids out there you can torture. Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> it says there were still reports of inhumane uh, treatment. Uh, by by drunken officers and armed revolts by the boys. This island is less than a square mile of land. <laughs> On the island today, two state mental institutions. In one of those, a female state employee, the Uncle Kirby Forensic Psychiatric Center, suspended from her job as an aide for having a sexual relationship with a criminally <laughs> insane rapist. <laughs> That's the lowercase uh, criminally insane rapist, not the hip-hop artist. Right. <laughs> criminally insane rapist. Big favorite of mine. Discovered in the uh, unidentified rapist's room were naked and sexual photos of 59-year-old Wendy Thomas. There's uh, a photo of them engaging in oral sex, it says. The employee in question was immediately suspended. You know, she's out of the picture. I don't know. What, yeah. Can you explain the mentality behind wanting to have sex with and... and taking up a relationship with a mentally ill rapist. Well, is this much different than the case with the detective taking it? There's a power dynamic here also. Somebody who works at the insane asylum with one of the patients there, mm -hmm. taking is she taking advantage of him? She is. It's, uh, this is, she's raping him. Yeah. Because <laughs> she's raping the rapist. She's raping the rapist, yes. Because they are, if they're in that institution it's illegal to they have can't give relation. consent they're, yeah. they're incapable exactly. of giving consent yeah. i mean this guy was incapable of standing trial and know, to this woman that fit. was a, to this woman that was a turn on apparently yeah. <laughs> it was just the way he smiled at her you know <laughs> <laughs> he's really smiling at i love the way you can't give consent legally <laughs> <laughs> yeah it sounds to me like she's just one of those people who like you know, just her kink kept going up and up. You know, that's what happens. You start out with, um, you know, a Fifty Shades of Grey book club, and then pretty soon you're, you know, raping criminally insane rapists. Oh, uh, yeah. I never thought of Fifty Shades of Grey as the gateway book. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah. She's raping him. Agreed? Agreed. It was actually uh, past the uh, statute of limitations right. on, the, on the sex picture. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they think that they're going to be able to prove it. And uh, her lawyer, of course, disagrees. They called her the uh, Shaw Skank of Ward's Island. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That's yeah. the first thing I thought of, too, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, yeah, the Post, uh, eager, eager to label her that, of mm -hmm. course. I feel bad for Tilly Mitchell that she's... <laughs> anytime some like shit like this happens, she's going to be like, just like that one bitch <laughs> yeah. uh, up in Danamora. Boy, you never, what a whore she was. Remember you, her? <laughs> you never want to be the first one I to think, start something yeah. like that. I think there's something that makes uh, people horny in those institutions you know? yeah it's called loneliness oh yeah that's what it is You're yeah right. it's yeah. called despair yeah and 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 working in a place that sucks yeah and having a, a spouse that doesn't care for you like uh, i'm sure that i i feel that tilly and she didn't have to decide to kill him yeah but um you know i guess that's part of the deal once you're busting some guys out i she, thought she just wasn't getting the d well, I think that she might equate that with love, you oh, know. Oh, I see. Yeah. I don't know I don't know that the D was a problem. Uh when I look at Lyle Mitchell, he looks like a guy who can probably lay some pipe. I don't <laughs> think so. No? Mm mm. No. Well nobody my, ever my, said my, that. My laying pipe dar was going off. Yeah, that's an interesting interpretation, you know. That well, I think, you know, 23% of society's ills are caused by not being fucked well enough. Only only 23%? That was a very specific number. Yeah, yeah, 23 to 74. <laughs> in the year. 20, 23 of every 100 fucked up things she does are because she doesn't get enough dick. <laughs> I don't have any problems. No. Yeah, that's and that's why. Yeah. You don't cause any of society's ills. No, I mean I used to be like I used to be a litter bug. I used to, um, you know, cross the street. Yeah. If you see a woman throw a gum wrapper on the ground, you're like, man, somebody needs to hit that right. Yeah. <laughs> that bitch is out of hand. Yeah. I used to eat too many samples, you know, <laughs> at uh, Trader Joe's. Yeah. But I got that under control. Mm -hmm. Thanks for the dick. <laughs> Uh, the, but this woman didn't try to spring anybody out. You know what I mean? I don't think she's quite that much of a skank as, as Tilly Mitchell was. She didn't. She's a rapist, dum dum. Oh, sorry. Well, Tilly's also a rapist. Uh, you oh. can't provide consent if you're in prison. 
Oh yeah, you're right. And she says they raped her. It's a, a being a female will really take you far. Yeah. <laughs> but in a case like that, if you're a prisoner who can't give consent and you raped a woman that works there, then are they raping you because you haven't given consent? Yes. <laughs> So no. you can rape someone and technically be getting raped, and that's why it's like <laughs> to work in prison. Yeah, being a being a correction officer is very yeah. difficult, very stressful. Trying to keep from raping yeah. these people. I know all a the couple. Time. I know a couple of guys who've worked because I work. I do event security now, and I know a couple of guys who've worked in prison security before, and uh, they're much happier working event security. <laughs> Oh, what you wait, wait, what are you trying to tell me? That that a rock concert is more yeah. fun than prison? <laughs> yeah, they'd rather I don't work. Know if I believe that. Yeah, Dave Matthews Band concert's better than Rikers Island. I don't know about that. That's a, that's a bold statement, my friend. That's a bold statement. That's a, yeah. that, a toss up at yeah. best, yeah. Yeah. Uh, news horror Mandy Statmiller, we can find you at the Riot Cast Network doing your news horror podcast. And I know you've had some great guests. Judas, uh, Judah Friedlander uh, was on, and also uh, somebody named Petro, Melissa Petro, who's a teacher and a prostitute, not at the same time, different times. Yeah, but, she uh, should do your show. I would love to have her on. That'd yeah. be great. Yeah. I mean, uh, maybe you could hook that up. Uh, and uh, who else would you like to. Um, <laughs> Right way. Way. Yeah. Any other? It. She has the best guest. I mean, she yeah. has guests that, like, you know, she has a, a celebrities. I'm talking about people who have won Emmys, people who have won awards, and teachers uh, who were prostitutes. Yeah, and I and, and I've got uh, ex carny wrestlers. Yeah. <laughs> with no sleeves. I don't know, dude. You're way more entertaining. Uh, Twitter at Real Matt Marin, M A R A N, and Instagram Real Matt Marin. Yeah. Also. I, I always like that it's the real one. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, the I, I, There's I, a lot I, of fakes out there I've seen, I, I, I think people turn this episode off even earlier than usual uh, I feel that's uh, something that occurred uh, nobody's here now it's just us so I can tell you you can get a t-shirt on my website crimereport.nyc that's it it's like 25 bucks next thing you know nine weeks later you get a package. <laughs> I d- no, actually, you know what? I'm in a position right now, to listen, and if you've ordered a shirt and you don't have it yet, you're going to be getting it very soon. The shirt's a really good fit. You're going to love it. It's uh, crimereport.nyc. Just go to T-shirts. I kind of like done some work on the site, and it looks really pretty. There's all the, uh, the episodes that we have the last uh, 60 or so. You can go to Patreon if you want to support. And thanks for being here, Matt Marin. Thank you very much for having me. Yeah, and thank you, uh, Mandy Statmiller. Thank you for listening to New York City Crime Report.